50 years have passed, but I do not age. Time has lost its effect on me. I am perpetually a 10-year-old boy. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Pokemon Trainer Ash. Hi, and welcome to the Bomb Squad Podcast. I am Tim M. Sullivan, and with me I have... Hi, I'm Tanner Richardcraft. Hi, I'm Austin Sweebelman. I'm Ethan Hawker. Source? What's your source on that, buddy? Is that your sources? I hate it here. Hi, I'm Rook Sullivan. Ah, my brother. In case you couldn't tell from my uh, Samurai Jack intro, we're talking about Pokemon today. Specifically, we're talking about Pokemon the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back, the 1998 classic. Yo, that's the year I was born. Hey, this man's young. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> we have actual literal children in the chat. Holy crap. <laughs> I'm 23. <laughs> Yeah, actual little children. Well, that's my yeah. behavior, not my age. I went to college late, so I'm friends with Zoomers. Um, anyway, gotcha. so po- Pokemon's a important uh, series for people our age and younger. Uh, it's had a pretty strong staying power in the cultural zeitgeist. Our nephews and nieces love the shit out of Pokemon. So uh, let's just talk about our history with Pokemon. Uh, We'll start with Ethan. My history with Pokemon was I didn't have any of the games. I watched the anime when I was younger. I have that Ranma preview from the old Viz tapes for the first Ranma film burned into my brain from watching it. And I really liked the anime. Um, I didn't have one of the games until Leaf Green on the GBA, but I had a neighbor who I would um, borrow her copies of because she had all of them, like not just like the individual versions, but the variants too. So she had red, blue, yellow, green, yeah, and she had multiple. Which is why I have copies of Silver and Gold with Kelly Estes written on the back. Please censor that name. But the first one that was mine that I owned for real was Leaf Green um, and later Sapphire. And I sort of fell off after Pearl. But, you know, I still have an affection for the games. And as much as I like that anime, I fell off that, as as with most things you do, and haven't had much of an interest in necessarily revisiting the anime. And, you know, this film in particular, I have soft feelings about, but I never saw it in the theater, obviously. Um, I have a bit more nostalgia with for the third film and the uh, fourth film, which was the first Pokemon movie I owned, like, on DVD outside of just episodes of the series on tape. Oh, the trading card game on Game Boy Color, uh, specifically. I had the cards. I never played the game, but the Pokemon trading card game on Game Boy Color, which I also borrowed from that same friend, but I actually gave back that one. Rules. Did I give that back or did I sell it? Never mind. It's not important. (laughs) Pokemon, a story of Ethan stealing video games from his neighbor. (laughs) Hell yeah, my guy. Nice. That trading card game game was excellent. Hell yeah, indeed. I love that. Tanner, history with Pokemans. What the hell is a Pokemon? No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) Who are you people? Why am I here? Where's my family? So uh, first off, sorry that I uh, sound less than enthused than normal. It's because I uh, got the booster shot yesterday for the panorama, and I feel like ass. So uh, history with Pokemon, uh, it's kind of weird. I didn't really get into Pokemon until I was like like tween age. 
like 12, 13, except the very first Pokemon I ever played, which was Pokemon Coliseum for the Nintendo GameCube. I planned on showing you my copy, but it's in the closet and I want to go get it. It's rare now. It's not cheap to buy. That was my first experience with Pokemon and occasionally watching reruns of the anime on Cartoon Network. I was more of a Nickelodeon kid growing up. I watched SpongeBob. I didn't really watch Cartoon Network all that much, but I would, you know, when Nickelodeon had was like playing Fanboy and Chum Chum or some dumb bull crap like that, I would switch over to Cartoon Network to watch like Pokemon usually because I feel like there's a solid three year period where it was just Pokemon and Andrew WK and that's all they had. Um, so <laughs> my first like main series Pokemon games was uh, Diamond and Pearl. Uh, specifically Diamond version was the kind I had. I got that when I want to say I was 13, maybe 12. You know, I got into it late. Most of us, I, I, I'm betting most kids get into it when they're eight. I got into it when I was 12, really fell in love with it, played black and white, black and white two. I didn't get a 3DS until college, so I kind of fell off after that. Around the time I was 17, I think, is when I watched the first movie for the first time. I remember thinking, hey, it's pretty good, you know, because video game movies are usually pretty bad. So watching one that was pretty good was a uh, nice change of pace. You know, I thought it was cute, fun. Never really got into the trading card game much. I tried, people tried to teach it to me. I couldn't like, my brain was hardwired to play Yu-Gi-Oh and Yu-Gi-Oh alone. Any other card game was confusing to me. I, to this day, do not understand Magic the Gathering and I don't understand people that say Yu-Gi-Oh is more complicated. I have comments about that. (laughs) As someone who has played Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh and magic. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh now is a clusterfuck. No, I can't, yeah. I tried I tried to play it recently. As, I hurt. Yeah, as as someone who tries to keep up with uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh animes and stuff, like I watch uh Yu-Gi-Oh Reigns and like I don't I, I can't make myself understand Link summoning. I just I, I can't what do it. The hell is Link actually pretty easy compared to like the Pendulum shit. What the hell is Pendulum? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, uh, Austin, talk, talk about your history with Pokemon. <laughs> All right. Cue Gimme Shelter. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a Pokemon master. Add me to the pile of dudes in their 20s whose family suffered greatly from the popularity and success of the Pokemon franchise. Pokemon was kind of like cigarettes. It was hard to quit. Every day I'd wake up and the first thing I thought about was my dad going out and buying me a new pack. I kept up with the anime, collected the cards, played the video games. Then, as I got older, the castle crumbled bit by bit. One day, I went over to my neighbor's house, and he was like, hey, you want to play the card game? Because I had a ton of Pokemon cards. And I was like, sure. And he's like, all right, let's play by the real rules. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and that's when I found out I, I didn't really like playing the card game. I just I just liked collecting them, which is weird considering how much money my parents spent on those cards. With the anime, I was out of there the second that, like, Misty and Brock left. I just, that that was a change I couldn't fly with. And then with the games, uh, which were easily my favorite thing to interact with Pokemon related by far, I think there was a day in high school when I heard some kids talking about, like, strategy and stats and oh his special attack is 60 so it can counter trubbish's inherent potency ability if you give it a fungus berry to hold and i was like fuck this i don't want to talk about pokemon games anymore 
What? There there was this time when the franchise completely dominated my life. It was like this special brand of currency that kids had access to. Like, I had that phase and eventually moved on. Fortunate thing about being a former Pokemon addict is that you have a lot of cool cards to show for it. Like, these cards I got from going to this movie we're about to talk about. So, <laughs> Yo, uh, you got it? You yeah, got it? I got the cards. Anyway, back to you, Tim. Nice. All right. Rook, I, I basically know your history, but why don't you tell the rest of the class? All right. So it all started with like a seven page spread in Nintendo Power. Do, do the children in the audience know what Nintendo Power is? I know what Nintendo Power is. Excuse <laughs> okay. you. Okay. So there was a big old spread on this game called Pokemon, and it just kind of enthralled me. And one of my friends ended up getting a copy of Red, and I played it a little bit, and I was like, I need to play this. And I think that Christmas I got blue and I think Timmy got red at that same time. Um, I love it when you call him Timmy. <laughs> Sorry, he, is, he's the one person who's allowed to call me that. <laughs> oh, it hurts. I remember getting up really early to watch like the, po- the, the anime episodes as they aired. Like it was like six 30 in the morning or something on kids WB. Yeah. Um, I remember watching like the preview episode that was the, uh, the SSN, like the first part of the SSN double episode. Welcome to this special exclusive preview of Pokemon. And like getting absolutely hooked and talking to all my friends. Like, Did you watch it? Oh my God. I have played all of the Pokemon games since I played the card game for probably two or three years pretty religiously. I wish I still had those cards, but mom threw them away, mm. which she just recently admitted to, by the way. That was that was a fun conversation. <laughs> Tears um, were shed. Yeah. Lives were broken. Nothing was ever <laughs> the same. I kind of dropped off the anime around, I think, middle end of the Johto series. Gold and Silver are my favorite games. They're just the best version of the Pokemon formula. But, like, I've enjoyed all of them, except for Sun and Moon. I just never really did Sun and Moon very much. Just didn't grab me. I didn't like them either. (laughs) I've heard the Ultra versions are good, but I don't know. I've not played them. That's generally my history with it. It's been a facet of my life for 25 years in some way or another. Nice. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think I got into it, like, slightly after you, Rook. Like, I think you were getting into it pretty much immediately, and I was just like, whatever, Power Rangers is cooler. My man! So I I was watching my Power Rangers and dissing on the Pokemon, but then, like, at some point, I watched an episode or two uh, on Kids WB, and I was like, this this is cool, so I got more into it, um, and I was mostly into the anime. Like, I collected the cards. I think I went to, like, a couple of the, like, tournament local plays or whatever. I didn't get too deep into it. I remember having a Pikachu card that was just absolutely creased to shit. Um, <laughs> I did get that red version, and uh, that that's by far the one that I played the most of. I also got a yellow version. I remember, like, they did that thing at, I think, Chesterfield Mall twice, where uh, they had the the Muse, where you could, yes. take, you could take your cartridge up to the person at the mall, and they would give you a Mew on your cartridge. Mm-hmm. And we, we did that twice. I got one on my red version, and I got one on my yellow version and um, on my red version, I actually got my Mew up to level 100. And that's like my biggest flex as far as Pokemon goes. I had the level 100 Mewtwo. 
I have a level 95 Mewtwo. Yeah, he, while he was leveling his Mew, I was leveling my Mewtwo. We are not the same. Fight, 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 fight. That was the game that I got the most into was Red. Um, I didn't end up getting Gold. I was going to, but then um, bad grades happened, so I was not allowed. And um, You were distraught. I, I, was, I was not happy. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm mostly familiar with, like, Gen 1 and Gen 2 Pokemon. After that point, it's just, like, a couple of them here and there. There's a fucking ice cream one. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's about it for uh, my history with the franchise. Let's go into the thoughts of the movie, because uh, this, this was the first, like, big theatrical thing for the Pokemans franchise. Tanner, we'll start with you. Yeah, so I think my thoughts on the movie, I think Ryan Reynolds is really great as Detective Pikachu. I think he's really awesome in the role. Damn. Uh, I like uh, Justice Smith as to make, wait, what? I'm not talking about the wrong movie. Damn. Damn. So there I was, in the middle of nowhere with a bad case of the forgetsies. Oh, well, let me pull up my notes. I actually took notes for this one (laughs) because I wanted, there's one specific thing I wanted to mention. Uh, There's a shot at the beginning of the movie when Mewtwo in a pod and the scientists are talking to him and it goes to this wide shot where there's two different pods and you like see these reflected versions of the scientists and Mewtwo in the pod and it looks really 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 cool yeah. I just want to shout out that one shot uh, other than that I think the movie's cute you know I think it's it's fun you know it's good good kind of like kids movie type thing uh, for babies I'm smart ma- uh oh no um <laughs> for a movie that where half of it takes place on a football field pretty engaging um <laughs> You know, I like the clone things. I like Mewtwo as a character, I think, is the standout here. He's like, he's like tirading on all these philosophical notes and it's wild. I'm like, damn, I'm four, man. What you talking about? I think the animation holds up pretty well. Looks pretty good, especially, again, some of the stuff in the opening with the, uh, that that shot with the pods is so freaking cool, man. I'm sorry. That's like the only highlight to me was that shot with the pods. I, I remember actually like catching that. I was like, that's, I thought it was excellent. But otherwise, the movie's good. I like the Pokemon fights. Brock is a king. He's such a big simp that Mordecai from regular show looks like a fucking Chad next to him. God, like <laughs> king of the simps. Uh, Brock is my idol, my god, my icon. The way like 13-year-olds feel about Taylor Swift, that's how I feel about Brock from Pokemon. His horniness begins the movie. Greetings, Pokemon trainers. I bear an invitation. She's really small, but really pretty. Should we go? Of course we should. I've got to meet her. Yeah, you're right. It's all, it's all about the horny, baby. On that note, uh, let's 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 take it over to uh, Ethan. Let's let's hear what your thoughts are on the Pokemon movie. Like overall thoughts, I think the English dubbed version is is solid, particularly the version you guys watched. It's truncated slightly. They cut out the first roughly 10 minutes of it. Um, but the thing is, they dubbed that first 10 minutes. Um, it, w- it was a bonus feature on the old DVDs um, where it starts off with Mewtwo because the whole plot is the main scientist is trying. The reason he's doing the cloning is because he's trying to clone his daughter. Um, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you miss all the like the baby Mewtwo sort of exist because all the pods can sort of communicate with each other psychically and you kind of have to, Mewtwo is greeted by them and treated well sort of made a part of the surrogate family but then he all they all start to die because they're their clones they're fa- failed clones they have a degenerative property that causes them to die in their pods whereas Mewtwo lives on sort of latching on to the final words of the uh, scientist's daughter about the importance of life and don't cry Mewtwo you 
He kind of attaches too much to those those words, where he's really not just life, but being powerful and surviving more than anything, um, and that his worldview gets more twisted as it goes on. And you, it, you know, I think critics would have maybe received the film a bit better if that full opening had been in there, because it adds a lot more weight to Mewtwo's actions. Like overall, I think a lot of the vocal performances, like in the English dub, like some are a little weak, um, even even for the day. Like, but overall, strong. Like I liked liked a lot of it what was the, uh, there, especially, you know, the, the Team Rocket crew, especially, are all a lot of fun. Uh, big, big shout out, I think, to um, uh, Maddie Blaustein, who uh, is one of, probably the first trans actress the vast majority of people ever heard. Uh, she plays Meowth um, and played her from episode 31 of the anime up until episode 700 some odd. Yeah, for a very, very long time um, until her tragic passing um, mm-hmm. in 2008. But uh, she played a lot of characters, uh, including the president in Shadow the Hedgehog. Uh, the president in Shadow the Hedgehog is trans. You heard it here, first folks. No, I just love that. Um, I think she also played, you know, relevant to Tim's interest, uh, Solomon Muto in uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, grandpa. Yuki, Yugi's grandpa. Uh, Medi Blaustein uh, is a really cool person, and I would be remiss to not bring her up. Like, I didn't bring up the fact that R.C.'s voice actress in Transformers the movie was lesbian. Because it's, it's nice. It's nice to see actors who are cool and maybe not, you know, cishet. Oh, this is... I don't, I don't mean to linger on my own thoughts, but did anybody else watch both versions, the Japanese and English language? I wanted to. I don't know how to speak Japanese. I would very much like to go back and rewatch it in Japanese because I think a lot of the plot got lost in the translation. Uh-huh. Yeah, the big thing, um, and I, I can save some of this for, for when we're discussing particular moments, but since it's it's not a favorite moment, it's an anti-favorite moment, I want to mention it here. Um, in the English dub, when they're fighting towards the end of the film, the big climax, hey, I hate, hate, hate that vocal song. Oh, brother, sweet brother, yeah. God. It's garbage. <laughs> it's not even, like, it's not even a very I'm gonna good... I'm going to go against the grain. It's good. It's not even a good R&B song. Like, I mean, good to the... Well, I don't know. It's really not fitting there. Mm-hmm. In the original Japanese, it's not there. And I generally prefer the Japanese score in general. It's a bit more minimalist and less less sort of generic symphony orchestra. Um, I do like that r and B-ified version of the Pokemon opening, though, of the Pokemon theme. That's fun. Um, this is my destiny. Yeah, that that's good, um, and I, I I don't mind that. But overall, I think the the score changes are sort of for the worst. And during that fight, when the pe- humans are talking in in J- Japanese, it's not about like fighting; it's about like cloning. It's about identity Baseball. as opposed to like how fighting is bad. Um, it's like they're fighting each other, but they are the same. Like that's sort of tragic that they've been so othered. Um, and there's not meowth wrapping things up with a. It, focusing on the differences, it's just a poignant sort of thing where it, there's a full moon tonight. It sure does look beautiful as they share the same earth. I don't know. It's a bit more poetic in general than the four kids dub. And I, I understand sort of wanting to make things more digestible for younger American children who are more used to that. But also, I don't know. Be like Digimon. Assume better of your uh, Digimon, the television series, not the not the movie. Assume better of your audience. For as, But for as, as negative as I, I might seem towards the English adaptation, I do like it. Um, I think it's fun and and light um and it it helps that it's you know that i have a certain amount of nostalgic affection for it um i think a lot of the more poignant scenes still hit hard i like mewtwo i like his voice his vocal performance he has a line towards the end um which of course i can completely forget but we can put in here i see now that the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant it is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are 
It's not the circumstances of one's birth. I forget exactly how it goes, but it's... That's the, that's the trick, is you can just I remember the first goes, few words and then just end yeah. it with line. Um, <laughs> I think it goes, uh, it's every day, bro, with that Disney channel. <laughs> I hate it here. I hate it here so much. I can't express how much I hate Tanner Richard Kraft and want him to be in more pain. <laughs> I am in so much pain. But yeah. Tanner, you're the degenerative clone of Brandon Dutra. <laughs> you're the Mewtwo to his Mew. Yo, baller. I can lift shit with my mind. Yeah, like these headphones. <laughs> Pokemon the first movie. <laughs> Pretty good. I like it well enough. All right. Uh, th- thank you for the, all, all of that, all of you guys. Um, I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, Austin, uh, give, give us your thoughts on the Pokemon movie. Uh, talking to now, now that Ethan's explained that the Japanese version was different than the English one, I was like tripping balls going back and reading the Wikipedia article for this, where it's talking about reception overseas, and it's like the film was re- well received in Japan for its themes of existentialism. <laughs> I was like, what? Me as a six-year-old. What is life? I think there's a clip that I'm going to spam that I found last night. It's this clip from Associated Press of one of the producers from 4Kids talking about, like, this may be a bullshit story about how the Japanese, like, producers sat down after they got they did the dub. And they, they apparently said, oh, we like your version of the movie more than ours. They sat next to me in the movie theater yesterday watching the premiere and paid us a great compliment saying they enjoyed our version of the movie better than theirs. Which is totally not something this producer made up. Let's start off with the positive notes. Uh, Four Kids or Warner have released the version with that Mewtwo segment before, featuring like the dead daughter and the cloning process. And yeah, I also agree that the movie might have been more well received. That part might have been my favorite part of the movie. It deceived me into thinking this was some underrated classic. And then just like how it falls off after that like 10 minute segment is so complete, like so bad. I don't know if I could be objective about this movie though, because I know what Pokemon are. Like I know who Ash is and I have a good idea about how insane it is that like Mew and Mewtwo are in this movie but um, I have a theory that like one of the reasons millennials like uh, keep getting cats and dogs instead of kids is partially because of this franchise it emphasizes how cute things are and it's marketed towards all these little boys like I think it got a whole generation of little boys in touch with how cute shit is that's a theory a game theory Ah! what the One thing I really liked about this movie growing up was the sort of, like, resurrection element of the story. It's like getting to access the sort of, like, Jesus Christ story feelings, but you're just into Pokemon instead of that bonkers religion. A similar movie that hits this note well is the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. (laughs) My man! Let's talk negatives. So normally for a podcast, I can find like details from the film's production, behind the scenes stuff, footage of it being made. Not with this. This is like such a cash grab slapdash film. It's like it was generated by slaves in a warehouse somewhere. That's called animation. Yeah, I think that's normal, isn't it, Ethan? Yeah, that's animation, baby. Damn. (laughs) Remember in the um, Vampire Hunter D podcast when I said that the people were paid like a dollar per cell for bloodlust? Oh! Oh no! Another thing. That's pretty bad. I, I went through the trouble of ripping this from a Blu-ray and getting that big ass like twenty-five gigabit MKV file. Uh, I always try to get movies in ten eighty or higher for the podcast, but this is like the cells were like painted and photographed 
for the home market exclusively. Even though this got a 35 millimeter release in theaters, it just looks fuzzy. It looks like trash a lot of the time. Like you'll see shots where the like definition on the lines is good and then it'll just look like a normal episode that's like blown up a lot of the time. The on the nose dialogue really made me appreciate that South Park episode where Stan's parents try to watch Jim Pokemon. I am sad now because Lamtron must be very lonely because there are so few Lamtrons in the world. Will he ever find a companion? This doesn't make sense. Are those stupid things supposed to be animals or robots or what? <laughs> the voice acting in the English dub is kind of horrible at times, specifically stuff the trainers say. Oh, no! We did it! Uh, there's this one hilarious part I want to highlight where the blue-haired lady in charge warns everybody that they're going to die if they go out and brave the storm and try to get to New Island. Then when all the trainers go, they just ignore her and fly away. She stands there, like, admiring them, and she's like, yeah, that's what that's what it takes to be a real Pokemon master. <laughs> Risk your life. That's what it takes to be the very best. Like, no one ever will. If, if somebody doesn't ignore me when I tell them they're going to die, they're never going to make it as a Pokemon master. One last very subjective and pointless criticism. I think the spiral staircase in this movie is one of the many reasons I have a reoccurring nightmare about hanging off ledges and falling. <laughs> the, uh, Weird, I have those nightmares because of Ethan. <laughs> The best thing this movie does, uh, in my opinion, is make people who grew up with it cry. Like, there aren't that many real laughs or thrills or any intrigue, but it could probably still make you cry. It's like Up if the opening montage was the same, but the rest of the movie was a commercial for Pixar action figures. Uh, I didn't like it as much. Back to you, Tim. Fair enough. Hater! Hater alert! Val valid points. Alright, Rook, uh, what are your thoughts upon revisiting the film? Okay, so the beginning of the movie is a crime boss teaching a literal child how to commit war crimes. And that's just the rest of the movie. I'm just saying his name's Giovanni, maybe if he was an Italian, I'm just saying. <laughs> How to harness his power to go commit literal war crimes against humanity and doesn't Dude, expect rock. anything bad to happen from that. And then he just shits on him. He's like, you're my bitch. Mm. You're my slave. You were created by humans to obey humans. You could never be our equal. And he's like, <laughs> no, no, fuck you. And then he gets up and fucks off. And then <laughs> like Giovanni's like, oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, Those days, am I right? Right, right. Uh, there's also a couple fun little quirks I noticed. That One of the trainers says that all of his Pokemon are water types. He has a Nidoqueen. What? It's blue. It, it's blue. That means water. And in one, in one shot, that Nidoqueen is a Nidoking. Hell yeah. It's after the Gyarados gets hit by the blast. Gender fluidity in action. Yeah. This movie was progressive as fuck. <laughs> I, think I, noticed, I think I noticed it when I watched it. I went, hey, that one dude, why are you different now? <laughs> Maybe me when I see a child grow up. You know, why does one dude look different now? Yeah, I remember, like, me and Tim went to go see it. I'm sure my our mom took us. Um, oh, yeah, she has not let us live that down. Uh, oh, yeah, that, no. That, that is something she has brought up many times over the years. <laughs> um, On how she had to take us to all of the cartoon movies that we wanted to see. Yeah. Well, like, she, I, didn't she also take us to... Um, Pyramid of Flight. I, I think that we were dropped off, because at that point you were old enough that you could just, like, watch me and my friends. Um, okay, okay, yeah. No, I think that, that was why, because she was like, I'm not watching a fucking other 
anime movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, done. Af- after the first one, I think she like left us with someone else for 2002. <laughs> she will not let us live down the uh, Pokemon the first movie. To the point that, like, uh, I can say something like, um, yo, uh, the Polar Express looks really weird because it's photorealistic and it hasn't aged well. And she'd be like, yeah, but it w- looks better than Pokemon. Like, does it, Mom? No, it doesn't. Does it really? No, it doesn't. <laughs> Those soulless eyes. Polar Express, more like the Polar Ass. Press. But yeah. Re- revisiting the movie was was fun. A nice little trip down nostalgia lane. It hasn't aged particularly well. It's fine, but it's still a fun little ride. And it still has, like, the best quotes from, like, any anime movie ever with, like, the Mewtwo line and the Meowth line. Um, just, like, being super, like, wholesome about reality. There's some good themes, but overall it's not a great movie, but it was fun. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, revisiting it. Um, yeah, it's a, a movie that I, I basically say, like, it's it's definitely a fun one to revisit. I, I think I've seen it, like, once or twice before this past revisiting in my adult life. And, like, it's just kind of one that you, you watch it and you're like, this is just a fun movie from a childhood. Um, watching the Pokemons do the battles. Um, th- you, you were talking about, like, the scene where he uh, breaks away from Giovanni I do like I remember loving how they tied that into the show where like yes the episode where Ash goes to battle Giovanni you see him breaking out and then it's just like I think it's like Jesse and James in the gym instead because Giovanni's like, fuck, what a, what the fuck? I got to deal with this now. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's that's something that I always enjoy about the movie was just that little tie-in. One thing I don't understand, what though, was it shows Gary getting his ass absolutely kicked. But Gary <laughs> still has the badge from Giovanni's gym when he shows off to Ash. Oh. So, what happened? counterfeit. He, he, he went in um, for round two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ash does that all the time where he gets his ass kicked and then he comes back and wins the day or whatever. Has Ash ever won the Pokemon League? I think yeah, I feel he like does. he always like, finished his time. When? Not in Pokemon the first movie, the subject of today's podcast. <laughs> Uh, overall, just, yeah, kind of a fun, just, like, whatever movie for most of it. Um, and, yeah, it's, like, a lot of just, like, kind of cute themes that are kind of good for, like, the kids watching. Like, I remember that was, like, the one thing that mom was always adamant about was, like, I had to sit through this. Now you're going to you're gonna hear about how violence is wrong. What a queen. Some, some solid vocal performances, um, at least as far as, like, Four Kids goes. One line that I thought was particularly funny was when Team Rocket's in the Viking costumes and they're rowing and uh, Jesse goes, stroke, stroke. I think I'm going to have one. And then just a random shout out to the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota yeah. line. <laughs> I didn't know Vikings still existed. They mostly live in Minnesota. Um, I, I guess I don't have too much super deep to say about it so let's just move on to the next bit which is scenes let's talk about some of our favorite scenes hell yeah i'm gonna put rook on his toes and have him go first oh all right all right (laughs) probably the uh the little intro before like the title card is probably that and then like the little bit with giovanni is probably my favorite part of the movie after (laughs) ash gets introduced it's fine but everything before ash gets introduced is probably my favorite part of the movie. I really like Mewtwo, like, being turned into a war machine and, like, figuring mm. out, oh, no, I don't actually have to do this for you. I could just 
do this. We dreamed of creating the world's strongest Pokemon. And we succeeded. There's definitely some fun bits. I had completely forgotten about like the Team Rocket Mew subplot um, of the movie. Pokemon identified. Begin replication sequence. Who's that Pokemon? It's Meowth. One thing I do remember when we when we saw it in the theater, the Mewtwo voice was like it was like the surround sound. But when we got it on VHS, it sounded awful. <laughs> Because the Mewtwo voice was, like, super quiet compared to everything else because it was supposed to be, like, quiet but surround. So instead it's just like, I am Mewtwo, what's up? Yeah, it's just like, he's just like whispering in your ear all the time. I heard that about 5.1 mixes of this movie. When Mewtwo's thinking, it's all in the center channel, but then when Mewtwo's, like, psychically talking to everybody, it fills up the other four channels. Mm. Right. Yo, you, you guys ever been to Burger King? You get these really cool toys, <laughs> Pokemon toys and Burger King. Get those gold slabs. <laughs> like three kids died from those toys. It was like a Pokeball that came apart and so kids were suffocating on half of the Pokeball. You know what? I'm just built different. What had happened to me? Team Rocket was 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 pretty fun in this movie. I, honestly, I like them better in all of the movies than I like them in the TV show. Uh, back to you, Tim. All right. Awesome. Austin. Scenes. Same exact thing as Rook. I, I think the part <laughs> before Ash is introduced is just the best because it's like an actual anime instead of like this really bad MCU film. Like it's a totally <laughs> different style. I, I also think it's hilarious when uh, Clone Meowth appears and just instantly starts doing a word for word reading of that speech from Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator. Like he's just fresh out of the pod. It just starts going. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich. What do you think he was doing in the pod, my guy? <laughs> he was studying leftism. <laughs> that dude came out there a commie super soldier. <laughs> and then my last thing I want to say is shout out to my boy Dragonite. He's always been the best Pokemon and always will be, and I'm happy he's in this movie. Dragonite is like Charizard, but round. <laughs> he's just like me, for real. <laughs> All right. He's Tanner. Some of your favorite scenes. I'm gonna I'm gonna go against the grain. While I do love that opening, I uh, watched the version Tim gave me, where that opening's like maybe not even ten minutes. I think it's eight minutes most. When I was watching it last night, I got surprisingly choked up, even though I knew what was happening. But when you when the movie makes you think Ash is about to freaking fight it, and then Pikachu's there, and, he, and he's like Pikachu, Pikachu, Pikachu. Are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> I'm not putting that in. I'm cutting you crying on a Pokemon podcast. <laughs> no, no, leave it in. What? No, please just leave it in. This is the entire we, cast. We, gotta, we gotta do it. <laughs> Whenever you ask a question, it's just Tanner sobbing. Well, it was more just Pikachu being like, Choo! 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 How many times is he gonna say it? How many times is Tanner gonna say Choo? <laughs> and just hearing like the little the, the excellent vocal performance. Who voices Pikachu? It's the original Japanese voice actress. I can't remember their name for life of me. She does a magnificent job in that moment. I There's a lot of, it's kind of like how Vin Diesel does Groot in the I Am Guardians movies okay. or whatever. <laughs> it's like a limited line. Okay. Like it's only one line, but you put pack so much emotion into it, you know? It hit me right here. And then when, and Ash is like, I'm back. I'm like, yeah. I like the battles. I mean, yeah, the show had some better ones, but I think the ones in here are pretty solid. It's about on par with the rest of the show, at least at that time. So it's not bad. It's maybe just lacking a little, but yeah, Ash's fake out sort of death. I can't believe I cried about that. Oh my God. At that scene, I think there's just a lot of emotion in that scene. It really worked for me. All right, Ethan. 
What what are your favorite scenes? As a whole, I think there there are some good ones. I like Ash sort of racing up that spiral tower. I honestly think that's a really effective scene, and the animation's genuinely pretty solid throughout it. Um, I think it's, I don't know, it's the most desperate the film ever feels. Like, it's, like, the climax at the end, I think the the size of it, like, the attempt, like, since it's just a bunch of Pokemon kind of standing there slugging each other, and you can't really go into the detail of it just focusing on interaction between two characters just allows you to do a lot more visually because you don't need a slot in you don't need to make a panning shot showing like every pokemon beating the shit out of each other or whatever um but when it's just you know ash running up the spiral staircase or um in the terms of the pokemon duels uh i like the stuff with mew and mewtwo fighting but like uh, probably the mm. highlight is the um the charizard battle between the charizard clone uh that is a really good sequence um when they're just sort of flying in the way um, the animation of them colliding with one another, another, the speed on that is so, so good. I think, yeah, that's easily the best fight sequence in the entire film. Uh, every Anything with Team Rocket, uh, like sort of the, the journey to the mysterious island starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson um, <laughs> is a lot of fun. It's sort of not a scene, but I, I kind of missed commenting on it. But the digital animation throughout, I think, is generally pretty good. Uh, like the CGI is used for like the stylized computer animation on the door um, or like that reflection the reflectivity on the pod the way it's you know it's a warping effect um applied to the edges of it and that sort of thing um or the way they use it to do like a multi-plane thing like yeah you can see it you can see the seams of it a little bit but i think it does what it needs to very well um and and helps sort of push because the animation quality isn't like leagues ahead of the television anime um like those those digital effects really do a a good job of sort of pushing Mm -hmm. the visuals and making it distinct from the the television series i think overall um oh and robo mewtwo obviously i that's sort of the elephant in the room obviously for for me uh because i love i love uh mewtwo with his like his weighted training armor or whatever um and that sequence is really good i just think it looks rad as hell uh he looks like tom from the toonami uh i I feel like it, it is it informed a lot of my aesthetic sense of what I like. And what I like is big, chunky shoulder pads and cool visors. Hell yeah. yeah. I love Metroid. Tanner spending the last few minutes just kind of looking down disinterested and then looking up. Hell yeah. I love that. That's Tanner. I core, heard baby. shoulder pads. I heard shoulder pads and I went, yeah, I like shoulder pads. This man likes shoulder They're pads. They're very practical. <laughs> Me as an NFL head coach. Man, put on some pads. God, I bet you played football without a helmet. That would explain a lot. You're supposed to wear a helmet? Yes. <laughs> Never change. <laughs> I think it, it definitely overall feels kind of like one of those like Toei films that it was those um, where they would run them in like festivals where it was supposed to be like 40 minutes, 60 minutes long, like a very short feature or not quite feature length. Um, but they just kind of mm. stretched it out um, to make it into a proper feature because they knew because it was such a phenomenon. And I think later features rectify that a bit more. They feel like they're built a bit more ground up as feature films. Even still, this one has its charm, uh, even if it's overall uh, not not great, not that good. I, I was kind of being a bit more polite earlier, but I suppose now that Austin has let the cat out of the bag, I'm like, I don't love it. I like Pokemon the movie three. That's the good one. That's the one where Entei says mama. I like the one with Celebi. Yeah, that's a good one Pokemon too. Two thousand? Yeah. Two thousand. Two thousand's solid too. Detective Pikachu was a Ooh. lot of fun. All right, Tim, what's up? <laughs> thank, thank you, oh, Ethan. All right. So yeah, I, I guess I would pretty much uh, agree that like the opening stuff is all really strong, and uh, yeah, that the Mewtwo armor is awesome. Uh, have to agree with that. 
just like kind of seeing Mewtwo um, break free from Giovanni. Real great stuff. Uh, the Team Rocket stuff had a lot of uh, good comedy, some good bits in there. One shot really that uh, stood out to me particularly strongly was just like when the clones are all fighting uh, the, po- the Pokemon and then like you see uh, the clone Pikachu just slapping uh, Ash's Pikachu around and just like over the course of the shot you start to see the clone Pikachu crying like something about that is powerful to me Kindred spirits. Yeah. that one hit deep the Pikachu shocking uh, Ash uh, to try and wake him up like that that's such an easy answer but like it it does it does have like a lot of um, emotional value thank you uh, for validating <laughs> me like <laughs> And, and and like it's it's such a it's such a cheesy ending, but like it 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 works for just like what it is. Um, it's it's a it's a good emotional moment. Pocket monsters rock. Yeah, you can hold them in your pocket and everything. Um, like like this, you just stick it in your pocket. Uh, there we go. Uh, I have a Wendy's box here, so I'm going to stick that in my pocket in lieu of a Pokemon. Thank you, Tanner. Very cool. He just right. starts crying. I just hear him start crying. <laughs> Finally, Pokemon, the first movie, made me cry. Watching Tanner stuff a greasy fry box in his pocket. It's a chicken nugget box. Ow! Not the nuggets. On that note, I think I'm going to ask for final thoughts. Austin, let's start with you. A lot of nostalgia is like cherry picking rose tinted glasses. Like it's finding the best films from the 90s and the best toys and the best songs. And just like insisting the past was so awesome. Rewatching Pokemon the first movie is like an anti-nostalgia trip. Like it rubs your face in this property from the 90s that we mostly liked because we were little kids getting high on dopamine from video games and playing cards. But like there's value in remembering movies like this. It sort of lets you know how far you've come. Fair enough. All right, Tanner, final thoughts. I really recommend the game Pokemon Coliseum. It's probably my favorite Pokemon game. Other than that, (laughs) sorry. Oh, why do I do this to myself? I have no one to blame but me. Um, Movie's cute. Made me cry, even though I knew what was happening. It's It's like Optimus's death in Transformers, but like way less impactful, but still, I think, fairly... You know, powerful moment. Uh, if Pikachu had the all spark or whatever the hell, that probably would have hit hard. But yeah, a good movie. I think it's worth watching. Not the best Pokemon movie. That would be Detective Pikachu. Back to you, Tim. All right, Ethan. Final thoughts. Uh, I had fun with it, um, and I'm I'm sort of towing the line where that Austin and I expect the rest of you are um, in that. Like, it, it was sort of a fun nostalgia trip, and it, it's pretty vapid despite having some good ideas. Its vapidity is more a product of its localization i suspect than anything uh, even then in japanese it's it's not the most special thing in the world but i think it's an effective dry run for better pokemon films um as much as anything it's still not as good as digimon nothing comes nothing in the pokemon franchise comes close to digimon zero out of ten uh watch pokemon the movie three digimon has ska baby that's why it's number one that's why it's king i'm gonna peek death. i hope you do mm-hmm. Rook, final thoughts. It's fun. It's It was a fun nostalgia trip, but just like I don't want any more Star Wars that has anything to do with Skywalkers, I don't want any more Pokemon that has anything to do with Ash Ketchum. Too bad. Uh, give, me, give me more shit in the Pokemon universe, but Ash Ketchum needs to go. 
He's he's overstayed his welcome. Ah. Would would you accept the Skywalker family in Pokemon? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they need to get out. They had nine films. <laughs> Watch an episode of Pokemon. I'm Luke Skywalker. Disney's really doing a lot with the buyout. Right. Yeah. Oh God. Please. No. Never. Disney buys Nintendo. The world is ending. Oh, that I would just cry. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Pokemon 2000 is better. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I had a lot had a lot of fun revisiting this. Uh, it's one of those movies that like it's it's not anything super duper deep, but um, it's a fun one to revisit, it, especially if you have like an appreciation for the franchise and. Um, you know, like I, I really enjoyed Mewtwo and Mew, so it was just fun to see them in action. And um, yeah, just a good time to uh, revisit. So um, yeah, that's gonna pretty much do it for this uh, cast. Uh, Rook, thank you for coming on the show. Do you have anything you would like to promote? Um, thank you for having me. Um, if you're looking to pick up copies of some old games, um, come on by to Retro Game Rescue. It's where I'm working now. Um, we have tons of copies of them. Sweet. We're, we're promoting a physical location for the first time ever. This rules. <laughs> Next episode, I'm going to promote Walmart. Come down, down to the Kirkwood Supercenter, my guy. There you go. <laughs> we got corn. All right. That's going to do it for this podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, if you are listening on any of the audio platforms, go ahead and leave a review because it helps boost us in the algorithms. If you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching. Leave a comment below. Let us know. What is your favorite Pokemon movie? Uh, what did you think of Pokemon the first movie? What's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, do, do you want to see more Ash Ketchum or do you not? Let us know. Uh, Skywalker or Pokemon? Yes, no? Yeah, the, the real questions right there. Um, and uh, while you're there, go ahead and uh, hit the like button if you like the video. Hit the subscribe button if you want to see more videos. And hit the bell icon if you want to hear about said videos. We, we have the Patreon. We have streams. We have stuff. Go, go to Patreon.com. Go, go give us money, please. Hello, I am Tim M. Sullivan from Two Weeks in the Future. This is the part of the podcast where we originally told you to tune in next week for Digimon the Movie. Well, due to some unfortunate circumstances outside of our control, we had to push this podcast back and shift the schedule around a little bit. So uh, the Digimon podcast is already out by the time that this is coming out, so you can watch that right now. Um, But uh, tune in tomorrow night for Yu-Gi-Oh! The Dark Side of Dimensions. Thank you for listening. Back to your regular scheduled programming. Thank you for tuning in, and remember, Pikachu, Pika Pika, I cannot stress this enough, Pika P. Farewell. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. 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 bye.